to APCAST 365, the Bible in one year. My name is Anita, and I am very happy you decided to join me in today's reading. Day 78 from the New International Version, Numbers 21, Numbers 22, verses 1 through 20, Luke 1, verses 1 through 25, Psalm 56, verses 8 through 13. Numbers 21 Arad destroyed When the Canaanite king of Arad, who lived in Agav, heard that Israel was coming along the road to Atherim, he attacked the Israelites and captured some of them. Then Israel made this vow to the Lord, If you will deliver these people into our hands, we will totally destroy their cities. The Lord listened to Israel's plea and gave the Canaanites over to them. They completely destroyed them and their towns, so the place was named Horma, the bronze snake. They traveled from Mount Hor along the route to the Red Sea to go around Edom, but the people grew impatient on the way. They spoke against God and against Moses and said, Why have you brought us up out of Egypt to die in the wilderness? There is no bread, there is no water, and we detest this miserable food. Then the Lord sent venomous snakes among them. They bit the people, and many Israelites died. The people came to Moses and said, We sinned when we spoke against the Lord and against you. Pray that the Lord would take the snakes away from us. So Moses prayed for the people. The Lord said to Moses, Make a snake and put it up on a pole. Anyone who is bitten could look at it and live. So Moses made a bronze snake and put it up on a pole. Then when anyone was bitten by a snake and looked at the bronze snake, they lived. The journey to Moab. The Israelites moved on and camped to Obab. Then they set out from Obab and camped in Leir-Abram, in the wilderness that faces Moab, toward the sunrise. From there they moved on and camped in the Zered Valley. They set up from there and camped alongside of the Arnon, which is in the wilderness extended into Amorite territory. The Arnon is the border of Moab, between Moab and the Amorites. That is why the book of the wars of the Lord says, Zahab and Sufa and the ravines, the Arnon and the slopes of the ravines that lead into the settlement of Ar and lie along the border of Moab. From there, they continued on to Beer, the well where the Lord said to Moses, Gather the people together, and I will give them water. Then Israel sang this song, Spring up a well, sing about it, about the well that the princes dug, that the nobles of the people sank, the nobles of the scepters and staffs. Then they went from the wilderness to Matamah, from Nadanah to Nahalio, from Nahalio to Bamoth, and from Bamoth to the valley of Moab, where the top of the Pisgah overlooks the wasteland. The feet of Sihon and Og. Israel sent messengers to say to Sihon, king of the Amorites, Let us pass through your country. We will not turn aside into any field or vineyard, or drink water from any well. We will travel along the king's highway until we have passed through your territory. But Sihon would not let Israel pass through his territory. He mustered his entire army, 
and marched out into the wilderness against Israel. When he reached Jahaz, he fought with Israel. Israel, however, put him to the sword and took over his land from Arnon to the Jabbok, but only as far as the Ammonites, because their border was fortified. Israel captured all the cities of the Amorites and accompanied them, including Heshbon and all the surrounding settlements. Heshbon was the city of Sion, king of the Amorites, who had fought against the former king of Moab and had taken from him all his land as far as the Arnon. That is why the poets say, Come to Heshbon and let it be rebuilt. Let Sion's city be restored. Fire went out from Heshbon, a blaze from the city of Sion. It consumed Ar of Moab, the citizens of Arnon's heights. Woe to you, Moab! You are destroyed, people of Chemosh. He has given up his sons as fugitives and his daughters as captives, the Sion king of the Amorites. But we have overthrown them. Heshbon's dominion has been destroyed all the way to Dibon. We have demolished them as far as Nopha, which extends to Mediba. So Israel settled in the land of the Amorites. After Moses had sent spies to Jazir, the Israelites captured the surrounding settlements and drove out the Amorites who were there. Then they turned and went up along the road to Bashan, and Og, king of the Bashan, and his whole army marched out to meet him in the battle of the Idra. The Lord said to Moses, Do not be afraid of him, for I have delivered him into your hands, along with his whole army and his land. Do to him what you did to Sion, king of the Amorites, who reigned in Heshbon. So they struck him down together with his sons and his whole army, leaving them no survivors, and they took possession of his land. Numbers 22, verses 1-20 Balak summons Balaam. Then the Israelites traveled to the plains of Moab and camped along the Jordan across from Jericho. Now Balak, son of Zippor, saw all that Israel had done to the Amorites, and Moab was terrified because there were so many people. Indeed, Moab was filled with dread because of the Israelites. The Moabites said to the elders of Emedian, This horde is going to lick up everything around us as an ox licks up the grass of the field. So Balak, son of Zippor, who was king of Moab at that time, sent messengers to summon Balaam, son of Beor, who was at Pethor, near the Rephrates River, in his native land. Balak said, A people has come out of Egypt. They cover the face of the land and have settled next to me. Now come and put a curse on these people because they are too powerful for me. Perhaps then I will be able to defeat them and drive them out of the land. For I know that whoever you bless is blessed, and whoever you curse is cursed. The elders of Moab and Midian left, taking with them the fee for divination. When they came to Balaam, they told him what Balak had said. Spend the night here. Balaam said to them, and I will report back to you with the answer the Lord gives me. So the Moabite officials stayed with him. God came to Balaam and asked, Who are these men with you? 
Balaam said to God, Balak, son of Sapor, king of Moab, sent me this message. A people has come out of Egypt, covers the face of the land. Now come and put a curse on them for me. Perhaps then I will be able to fight them and drive them away. But God said to Balaam, Do not go with them. You must not put a curse on these people, because they are blessed. The next morning, Balaam got up, said to Balak's officials, Go back to your own country, for the Lord has refused to let me go with you. So the Moabite officials returned to Balak and said, Balaam refused to come with us. Then Balak sent other officials, more numerous and more distinguished than the first. They came to Balaam and said, This is what Balak, son of Zippor, says. Do not let anything keep you from coming to me, because I will reward you handsomely and do whatever you say. Come and put a curse on these people for me. But Balaam answered them, Even if Balak gave me all the silver and gold in his palace, I could not do anything great or small to go beyond the command of the Lord my God. Now spend the night here so that I can find out what else the Lord would tell me. That night God came to Balaam and said, Since these men have come to summon you, go with them, but do only what I tell you. Luke 1, verses 1-25 through 25. Introduction Many have undertaken to draw up an account of the things that have been fulfilled among us, just as they were handed down to us by those who from the first were eyewitnesses and servants of the word. With this in mind, since I myself have carefully investigated everything from the beginning, I too decided to write an orderly account for you, most excellent Theophilus, so that you may know the certainty of the things you have been taught. The birth of John the Baptist foretold. In the time of Herod, king of Judea, there was a priest named Zechariah, who belonged to the priestly division of Ebijah. His wife, Elizabeth, was also a descendant of Aaron. Both of them were righteous in the sight of God, observing all the Lord's commands and decrees blamelessly. They were childless because Elizabeth was not able to conceive, and they were both very old. Once when Zachariah's division was on duty, and he was serving as priest before God, he was chosen by a lot, according to the custom of the priesthood, to go into the temple of the Lord and burn incense. And when the time for the burning of incense came, all the assembled worshippers were praying outside. Then the angel of the Lord appeared to him, standing at the right side of the altar of incense. When Zechariah saw him, he was startled and was gripped with fear. But the angel said to him, Do not be afraid. Zechariah, your prayer has been heard. Your wife, Elizabeth, will bear you a son. And you are to call him John. He will be a joy and a delight to you. And many will rejoice because of his birth. For he will be great in the sight of the Lord. He is never to take wine or other fermented drink. He will be filled with the Holy Spirit even before he was born. He will bring back many of the people of Israel to the Lord their God 
and he will go on before the Lord in the spirit and power of Elijah to turn the hearts of the parents to the children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the righteous to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. Zechariah answered the angel, How can I be sure of this? I am an old man, and my wife is well along in years. The angel said to him, I am Gabriel. I stand in the presence of God, and I have been sent to speak to you and to tell you this good news. And now you will be silent and not able to speak until the day this happens, because you did not believe my words, which will come true at their appointed time. Meanwhile, the people were waiting for Zechariah and wondered why he stayed so long in the temple. When he came out, he could not speak to them. They realized he had seen a vision in the temple, but he kept making signs to them but remained unable to speak. When his time of service was completed, he returned home. After this, his wife Elizabeth became pregnant and for five months remained in seclusion. The Lord has done this for me, she said. In these days, he has shown his favor and taken away my disgrace among the people. Psalm 56, verses 8 through 13. For the director of music, to the tune of A Dove on Distant Oaks, of David, a victim, when the Philistines had seized him in Goth. Record my misery, list my tears on your scroll. Are they not in your record? Then my enemies will turn back when I call for help. By this I will know that God is for me. And God, whose word I praise, in the Lord, whose word I praise, in God I trust and am not afraid. What can man do to me? I am under vows to you, my God. I will present my thank offerings to you. For you have delivered me from death and my feet from stumbling, that I may walk before the Lord in the light of life. That is the end of today's reading. Thank you for listening, and please do not forget to like and subscribe and share with your friends. Have a blessed day.